0: Yo, yo, yo! Y'all already know who this is. Y'all should know the voice by now. And if you don't, allow me to introduce myself. It is the bearded one, Sam Williams. I am one of three because we consider Archie part of that uh, part of the Beards and White Toes podcast. But in you know, in human form, I am one of two. I am the bearded one, Sam Williams. And uh, today, the Beards and White Toes presents a very special. Interview, at least to me, all of our interviews are special, but this one is definitely um, at the top of my list because of how personal this one is. Um, I am sitting here this afternoon with somebody who is considered, in my eyes, one of the best lyricists, one of the best artists, one of the most underrated artists in Chicago. And once you all get a hold of his music, you're gonna understand that this man is really, really uber talented. I want to just say thank you to my homie Sunny Trill, for being a part of the Beers and White Toes journey. Trill, how you doing, man? What's going on, bro? How you feeling? Um, you know it's 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 okay. Uh, today it's all right. It's all right. You know, you look outside. It's you know, I think winter decided to jump the line because it's kind of cold outside. But a little it's, bit. It's still the fall, so
1: I like this weather though
0: yeah it's definitely hoodie weather it's definitely yeah, yeah. That, that you know I need a woman so I can go ahead and lay out cause you know me and the dog that shit ain't gonna cut it for more than like 15 to 20 minutes Archie love you man I love him too but he can't give me the same type of love a woman can you know cuffing season is here and yeah. I ain't been cuffed and that's a problem why, why haven't you been cuffed bro because I'm ugly <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm ugly and I'm short and don't nah. nobody like fat, short, ugly nah, guys. Nah, bro, you just gotta know how to work it, man. Nah, no, I do. I'm good. Listen, man, yeah. I'm definitely. You've been short. ugly
1: all your life. You should have figured it out now. Nah, no, trying. I have. I decided
0: to start wearing shades. Oh,
1: oh yeah, because yeah,
0: I am the bearded one. And lo- ladies love a bald head and the bearded a beard if it be. match. But I'm definitely not ugly. Fuck what I'm talking. about. I'm just being funny. But anyway, <laughs> Trill, thank you so much for being a part of the show, man so let me just give the audience a rundown of our relationship okay i've known this man since i was like what seven eight years yeah, old seven. so yeah. we have nearly 30 years of friendship and our friendship started from the backyard growing mm-hmm. up in the neighborhood we grew up in our backyards connected mm-hmm. we used to play catch from each other's backyard Literally. that's mm-hmm. how deep our, <laughs> that's how far our friendship goes um Let's kind of tap into the beginning, since we're talking about the beginning of our friendship. Okay. Let's just fast forward to two thousand four, two thousand five. Okay. When you, when I took notice that you were going to tap into music, what led into you getting into the music industry or music game or however you want to, you know, describe it back in that time? Because that was almost twenty years ago. Yeah.
1: So like oh four oh five, I still was kind of heavy into sports or whatever and trying to go to college. Um, but I always had a music background, you know what I'm saying? You know, moms had me in piano lessons, um, had me in the band, you know, I did choir, so I always had a musical background, but, um, I don't think I wanted to actually, like, be a rapper until I, I was, like, right when Bump J came out, right, like, 04, 05, um, maybe a year or two before that, so when I heard him rap, I, w- I knew that's, like, something I wanted to do, like, always wanted to do, um. Of course, it got kind of put on hold because, like I said, I was trying to pursue other things. But, I mean, things come full circle when now I'm back here and I'm doing it. So, yeah.
0: So, during that time, aside from DJ, <clears> because, like I said, I've been with you. Yeah. Through the entire journey. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And there were days. Well, shit, fuck days. It was an entire summit where we listened to the dedication to mixtape. That, that was that was a really big deal. Um, Yeah, yeah, no.
1: Yeah, nah. yeah, no. Nah. So, that, that, um, yeah, like, I, I remember, we went off to college year, right? Yeah, that was Yeah, so so I went down to University of Dubuque, and um, that's actually, well, actually, right before I left, I recorded for the very first time, shout out to Scott, um, we were at our homie uh, Jay Grady's uh, apartment uh, in Hyde Park, and we uh, he had a mic and a little studio set up, and I recorded my first verse, and then I left, and I didn't rap for, like, a whole semester, and then I ended up linking up with my homie Bynum, shout out to Bynum. He had recording equipment, so we used to go to his dorm room every day and just just rap. Like that was when I first started, like, like really recording myself. You know what I'm saying? Um, so basically, like I said, we used to go to you know, buy him dorm room every day and just record music. And so that's when I consistently started to you know really get into the rapping. So,
0: so now we even got into the whole, you know, we didn't got into the whole thing where. All right, now you're starting to record and you're starting to get into this more seriously. At what point did you realize that this is something that I need to do? That's really and truly, this is when did you realize that this was going to be legit your passion to actually pursue this music? Because, like you said, you started doing it a little bit when you went off the, you know, before you went off the college, Mm -hmm. and then it started to pick up a little bit throughout the time with the people that you started to meet. But at what moment did you realize that? this was time, it was time to go full throttle and put all your eggs into this basket and make this shit into a career and not even just a hobby anymore? Um,
1: I think I did a, I did a Jack and for Beats contest. Jack Daniels had this contest where they, you know, had guys come in the booth, they freestyle, you know, they get selected, they go to a contest and they win money. And I actually, um I made it to the finals. I had like 5,000 votes or something like that. I made it all the way to the finals. Um, I ended up losing um, to Um <laughs> Shout out to Sinatra's. Um, But I remember I took that tough that loss like really really tough. Like I felt like a failure. You know what I'm saying? But uh, shout out to my support system. They just encouraged me so much. And it was from that point on. I was like, you know what? I may have lost this contest, but like it's not the end of like me. It's not the end of my career. Like I'm just getting started. Everybody takes losses. <clears throat> Excuse me in the music industry. And like I think that was kind of the. The, the last straw where I was like, yeah, okay, I, I really want to do this. You know what I'm saying? Even though, like like I said, I just took this huge loss, I don't want to give up because I feel like I have something. So, yeah, it was after, at that point, I was like, oh, it was go time for me.
0: So, I remember that time. Mm-hmm. You know, I was on there voting as many times as I could. Yeah, Every yeah. you, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? To the, to the point where I exhausted myself because I was voting so much. Yep. But, I you know, I saw, let me just tell the audience this we grown now so I can I can make this public it was at a time where I just thought you were kind of like okay this nigga ain't really okay he's trying yeah but I don't know if this is for him a lot of people a lot of you people know are. yeah but one thing that I admire and we're gonna talk about this you know as far as you know we're gonna talk about this throughout the course of the show one thing I admire then, and I still admire now, um, is the fact that no matter what was thrown at you, you didn't, you know, you didn't back down, but indeed you got better. And I kind of noticed after the Jacking for Beats competition, that although you did not win the competition, you won everything else mm-hmm. and you're, you know, you won in relevancy because... That is actually the time when I really started to take notice. Like, oh, this nigga got something. Mm-hmm. He, he, he didn't. I think right now he's starting to get his legs. Mm-hmm. You know. So, if there's a message to be received from all of that, hey, you take a L, you turn that L into a lesson, you don't turn it into a loss, and that's what you really deal with that. So mm-hmm. now we're past jacking for beats, mm-hmm. and now. We're Sunny Boy, right? Talk about them sunny days, them them sunny, <laughs> them sunny boy days. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> so like during that period, um, I guess I just started recording a lot. Um, I bounced around a little bit to, between uh, different engineers. Um, I actually linked up with a partner of mine. Shout out to Ronnie Roscoe. Um, he kind of shout you know, out
0: to the homie Sco. Yeah. Man. Shout
1: out to that nigga Sko. Um, he kind of started to kind of guide me a little bit. I started tagging along with him you know, we we pulling up to different events. I'm really at this point learning how to um, network because before I had, like I said, I came home, I had no idea how any of this worked. I just knew like, hey, I want to rap or whatever. So, you know, shout out to Skull. We, we going to these events. We, we, we you know, rubbing elbows and shaking hands with people, trying to get my name out there. Um, at the same time, like, they hear me, but they're not really hearing me. Like, the sound wasn't 100% like polished. Like, I was really rapping at that time. Like I was getting on beats and freestyling. Like I was really really rapping, but like I don't think I had found a a sound per se. You know what I'm saying? So like I still was in that period where like I'm still trying to figure it out, but I'm 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 100% invested in it. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of it was a weird time, but like I appreciate it because like looking at where I'm at now and back then, like I I really just lacked guidance in a lot of ways. Okay. So, yeah.
0: And with guidance definitely comes confidence Mm -hmm. and so you know like i said shout out to um to ronnie roscoe yeah for real ronnie roscoe for a lot of you all who may not know you know he was a real heavy influencer and especially in you know um in the music industry Mm -hmm. just with the type of people that he knew and you know his his because honestly he kind of got me through yeah, you, know, nah, I, for you real. know, I take that back. it wasn't kind of no, he got me through, yeah, nah, and, for real. And even still, even though he's not as active, if he's even still active to this day, you know, even now, just on a personal level, somebody who we both consider a friend, mm-hmm. you know, he's definitely one of those people who, like I said, he got us through tough times, yeah, just nah, through I'm his real. experience. So, shout out to you, man, you know, shout out to our boy, Skull, and shout out to all the other folks that kind of along the way. then you know, because I feel like we know the same people and yeah. those same influencers that you had are the same ones that I've had, and not just and your. You know, your thing is music. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the time for you know for our new listeners, you know, there was a time where now real quick. I guess this is an opportunity at mm-hmm. the 11 minute mark of this to give you your flowers. You know, there's no nobody in this world is going to be a bigger cheerleader than your friends. Definitely. The friends that you consider family. I'm not the bearded one if there's no Urban Color magazine. Hell, let's take a step for let's go backwards. Let's go let's continue to go back. You know, there's no journalist Sam Williams, the sixteen year old, seventeen year old kid without the influence that you had, you know, by allow by having your family put me in a position to, you know, um Be where I I am now. Who knew that in 2004, me sitting across from Barack Obama Mm. was going to lead to you sitting here with me and us talking about your music career? Yeah. And I don't think I've ever had an opportunity to fully express how grateful I am to you, Um, not only as a supporter of your music, but somebody who influenced the, who's been a tremendous influence on the Beards and White Toes? Because there was a day that you were, you know, you and I were talking. I'll never forget this. You know, I was sitting on the train platform, waiting on the train, trying to figure out what my life was going to be like. And you told me to start my magazine. And that's exactly what I did as soon as I came back home from St. Louis and I hit the ground running. Granted, that things didn't go well with the magazine, but. You always kept, you know, you always made sure that, I, you know, you kept your foot on my neck to stay, you know, to stay the course. And so I just want to just say thank you so much for your unwavering and undying support. And more importantly, I thank you for your friendship. So I just really wanted to make sure before this episode was out that I just wanted you to know how grateful I am. And I want to just, I'm sure I speak for Kim and I speak for our listeners that if there was no sunny trail or better yet, I'm not even gonna put your government name out there. <laughs> but if there was no Sunny Trail in 2012, or there was no Sunny Trail in 2010, 2011 with Kids Health Club magazine. Yeah, yeah or, I forgot or, about that. I, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? <laughs> I forgot Kids about Hope that Health Club magazine yeah. back in 2010. Yep. And then even before that in 2004 by me sitting in an interview with, you know, then US Senator Barack Obama. Barack, yeah, he was senator because at the then. time he was. This is how far shit go back. Yeah. He was running for he was, he was a state. For, he was running for Senate. was he, he was running or he know, this, He was, was he already a senator. He was a state senator. He was a state senator. He was yeah. running for U.S. Senate. Yeah, 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 that's and right. He came that's to right. Hillcrest and did his rally. I remember so that. Shout out to your you know. Shout out to you and shout out to your, you know, your, your stepdad for that, you know, because like I said, if it wasn't for y'all believing in me, then this interview wouldn't even be possible. Yeah. And so. Yeah, those was three minutes of, you know, me saying thanks. I appreciate it, man. So anyway, <laughs> moving forward. Oh, message behind that, support your friends. Yeah. Support your friends. Definitely. Anyway, so now we're in these sunny days, like I said. hmm And now this is the part where you're starting to really discover your sound. hmm At what moment did you realize... I got this shit figured. I got my sound figured out. We're not talking about the sound to where you are now, as far as you know, continuing. You know, the continued growth. Yeah. I'm talking about at what moment did you find your sound?
1: Yeah. Um. I'd probably be like the moment I had my first session with DC. Um. Shout out to DC. DC's. Probably, I always say this DC's.
0: Shout out to DC. Yeah. Uh.
1: DC's one of the most like, important pieces, like, in my career as far as, like, me becoming who I am. Like, I've always I've always been into, like, the melodic raps because, of, you know, Bone Thugs and Harmony and whatnot. Um, he really helped me how to, uh, you know, use my voice as an instrument. You know what I'm saying? Um, he really helped me. I know a lot of artists are using auto-tune nowadays, but to be brutally honest, a lot of artists don't know how to use auto-tune. Like, DC taught me how to use the auto-tune as an instrument and not just... Using the auto-tune because it, it sounds a certain way or because you want to sing and you know you can't hit the notes. Like, it's, cert- it's certain ways you got to, you know what I'm saying, use the auto-tune, to, you know what I'm saying, help your voice or whatever. So I think after I started to learn that, I started to, you know, become better with my hooks. I started to make things that were more catchy um, while still maintaining, like, an element of, like, lyricism and hip-hop. But, like, I, I, I felt like I could try things now. Like I got this little sound or whatever. Now let me see what I can do with it. So it was at this point, like I said, I made songs like Gone. Um I made a, I had a song called Anthem, more melodic stuff, but I was really rapping on it, you know what I'm saying? So like once I got the confidence in that sound, I was a rap after I felt like it was nothing I couldn't do.
0: DC. It's funny you say that. Because I, I kinda noticed around that time that's when I did notice the growth Mm -hmm. in your music. It just seems like... I don't know. It almost seems as if, like, when you watch athletes, you know, and you watch them go from their rookie year to their second year, and you anticipate the jump. But you don't see how... You know, it's one thing to see it from a distance. It's another to see it up close. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, you, you kind of dead on with that because I like I said, I feel like DC was really very instrumental in the growth of your music, yeah, and your sound,
1: yeah, because I I kind of always had it in my head. I just didn't know how to. He, he was able to take the thoughts and things that I did I had in my head when I would explain to other people, they'd look at me like I was crazy. But when I, I, I you know what I'm saying, I, I got it to DC, DC was like, Oh, okay, you mean this? He'd click a button and then it'd be there, you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: it's like, it's like DC was, it's like. A musical Yogi
1: Yeah It's
0: like He Cause I've been in sessions With you before With DC and I've also been in a couple Of sessions with other artists And DC was the engineer for it And I just sit there And sometimes You know I'll just watch him mm-hmm. And I'll be like It's, it's almost like He treats the shit Like chess He's always thinking Two moves Or three yeah, moves yeah, ahead, yeah You know And so The way I watched him move You all around As far as your sound You know, I really feel like DC is, you know, DC is one of those people. I feel like if you don't, if you've never used him as far as his expertise with the engineering and all of that, I think it's something that you know. I think he's somebody that you all should maybe look into. You know, um,
1: Mm, I I know he's uh,
0: he's not here all the time because he travels between other states. But if you all have an opportunity to get in tune with him. You know, I know everybody has their desirable producers and engineers that they want to work with, but get to know this particular guy. Yeah. You know, because for the simple fact that, like I said, just being around him... Shit, he made me want to get in the booth. He no, made this shit look
1: so easy. He he's really it's, it's it's almost like art the way he's at the board and like oh okay I'm gonna cut this part out or I'm gonna throw a, a filter a plug in here or I'm gonna throw like it's 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 a certain type of vibe you can't really match and like DC's very very versed like when it comes to like how long he's been around like you know he didn't work with Chance he didn't work with Two Chains um he did some stuff with TD like. And it's not just no, you know what I'm saying, you would never know because he's just such a, a quiet and a humble dude, but like, you know, D.C. is an extremely, extremely talented person. Like a lot of a lot of Chicago artists like owe him a lot, like for real. Um, and like I said, I owe him a lot because like I said, if it wasn't for him, I, I wouldn't really understand how to like put this, this, this my music together the way I do. Like I just wouldn't have been able to do it, so.
0: A cold ass white boy, man. yeah. That's yeah. that's the part right there, cold ass white boy. Yeah. But you know, if you know anything about music, you always know a lot of successful artists got a white boy behind them. Yeah, yeah that's true. So that's very true. So now, let's transition from the sunny, sunny boy days. Mm-hmm. Thank God that yeah. you had the name changed because it sounded very juvenile. It did. It did. Now we didn't got into big trio.
1: Yeah, sunny. Yeah, I, I, what year was that? I want to say twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. And at this point, I took a little break. Um, I, I put out an EP called Sunny Days. That's during the Sunny Boy era. And uh, while I, what's crazy, is I go back to it. It was actually decent. It wasn't bad. It just I didn't know how to get my music out there. I didn't know how to market myself. So I took I took some time off. And then around 2016, 2017, I came back again. Uh, I think at the time, um, OT Genesis had that Coco song out. So I remember that was the first thing I did. I hopped on that beat. Went crazy on that. And after that, I started, I started putting out more songs. I did Add It Up with uh, Jay Finley. Um, shout out to my boy. Yeah, hey, man. That, yeah. Shout out to Bro ass. Yeah, that's my what dog. What a time, man. That's my dog, bro. Hey, shout out, to, shout Finley, out to
0: Jay, man. Hey, my man went on ahead and moved to Memphis and started himself with family and a new career. Yeah. Hey, I hope this episode reaches you, because if it don't, I'm going to send it to you, because, brother... Thank you for being around, a. Hey.
1: Finley was my dog too, it's bro. It's still the homie. Yeah, to this to this day, to this, to this day, yeah, nah. So I I did add it up with Finley, and like I said, I think at that point, like I said, I really just found like my kind of lane because I, I I struggled for a long time. Like, do I go the lyrical route or do I go like club and fun? But honestly, I just I feel like you could do both. That was always my internal struggle. Which which direction should I go in? But like. I think at that point I reached a level where like I'm going to just do it all. Like if I feel like making a party song, I'ma do that. If I feel like being a real lyrical conscious, I'ma do that. But whatever I do, I'm just making sure I'm having fun with it.
0: So, funny story about that song. You remember? I, did I ever tell you that the day you and um, Jay dropped that shit, I was listening to it. I was on I was on a lunch break. It was on a Friday, <laughs> bro. And I'm listening to this shit, and I'm so turned. <laughs> That I'm not paying attention. I end up rear-ending somebody. What? Yeah, bro. I I fucked around and rear ended somebody, bro, listening to that goddamn song because I was so hyped for my homies. I'm like, this shit cold. And listen, this is a prime example of not snapping and driving. Don't text and drive because I definitely ended up having to come out of my pocket with way more than I should have. I do not condone it. Yeah, but man, listen, I condone the turn up. I just can't condone the texting and driving because I definitely rear. Now it was just a slight fender. I think the lady was just trying to get over on me because She <laughs> probably was. It wasn't shit going on with it was the old car. lady. Aw, man. Oh man, it was it was.
1: You hear the you hit the elderly lady.
0: Shout out to the Karen that I ran that tail oh, that I, you know, that I, that I rear ended. <laughs> it wasn't shit, but anyway, continue, man. I'm sorry.
1: Um. So yeah, like I said, around that time, I, I think that was 2017. I dropped added up, and so it was at that point I started getting booked for more shows. Um, that's when the kind of performance element kind of kicked in. I started to realize how important it was to, like, perform. Um, um, fast forward maybe a few months, I started working on uh, Trill Smith, the Trill Smith EP. Um, and with Trill Smith, I kind of, uh, it was kind of like a a dark trap vibe I was going for. You know what I'm saying? It was something I was kind of into at the time. Um, ironically, like I said, after, like, two, three months, I always hate everything I do. But going back to it, like, years later, like, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Um, but it was with the Charles Smith Project I really became, like, a performer. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really started to understand, like, all right, if I'm going to have this type of music or this type of vibe, I need to make sure I add another element to, so, like, my artistry and performance was where I felt like I could win people over the most. Because a lot of people, sometimes they hear something, you know, in the car or on the radio, but be like, ah, oh, it's cool. But seeing it live like it's just a totally different type of um way to uh get your music across so like once i started like really getting into my bag like performing like oh it was up after that that's when like the whole lit shows only little little tag started to kind of hit a little bit and like i'm getting like i said a book for back-to-back-to-back shows um and i started to become known as like a performer you know what i'm saying not just you know a regular rapper so
0: This, this, this sunny trio. I feel like, like, okay, I go by the bearded one. Mm-hmm. That is the alter ego of Sam Williams. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Sunny Trio is just who you are every day. It is. Lit shits, lit, lit shits, I take lit shits every morning. <laughs> lit shows every, look, lit shows only. That's your, yeah. That's your thing. Yeah. Um... I see you, you know, and it's like, there was this term that was taught to me. Um, shout out to the homie T. Smith. He taught me this term called engineering your celebrity. And if I can't, if, if anything, I, I can honestly say that you didn't, you didn't took that term and you actually, no pun intended, you wear it well. With, with the, let's, th- let's take a step aside from the music for just a moment. hmm let's take a step aside from the music for a moment. The image. Yeah. Of trio. hmm You know, you have, you know, there's a uniqueness about you as far as your look is concerned, you know, and it, it translates to stage presence. Talk about, you know, forget the music for a second. Let's talk about the image. Talk about how you actually develop the image of Sonny Trio.
1: Um, yeah. So it's funny. Uh, I used to get this a lot. So like, Of course, I'm really laid back and chill. Like, of course, I talk like around like my close friends, but like you see me on a public setting, I'm usually like real chill in the cut with a drink, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And so like people would be so caught off guard, like they see this guy that was super quiet and get on stage and just be all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Um, So like I think it's two sides to me. It's the the chilled and laid back, and it's like the side that just wants to get up and just scream. At the top of his lungs. It's the side of me that, you know, wants to, you know, jump all over the stage. It's the side that just wants to scream at the top of his lungs and express himself. And that's what you get, like, when you're on the stage. Like, yeah, I'm cool. Like, I'm chill. But, like, I got another side of me, like, a voice that just wants to get out. You know what I'm saying? There's a side of me that, you know, like I said, gets angry sometimes. Like, every emotion that I feel outside of, like, being chill and laid back, I'm able to get those emotions out when I'm on the stage. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah
0: so now that we're talking about that stage presence if you all have never seen this man perform y'all are missing out for real nah not nah. at the end of this episode <laughs> at the end of this episode trio gonna make sure that y'all get his social media because if you are especially in the Chicago area or wherever he's at you make sure that y'all go find him and you go watch this man perform there is a legit. Like, there's an all it's an awe-inspiring performance. When you performed uh, recently at the Soul Sessions, I have been a supporter of you since day one. Whether I thought your music sucked or not, okay? <laughs> yeah. But from day one, I've always been there. But this particular performance yeah, that you did, I sat there and I almost had the Soldier Boy look when... Whitney Houston had just passed, and he was sitting there looking like he was like he was crying, yeah. and his hands was all up in his face yeah. and shit. It was a performance where I felt like, in my eyes, this is your arrival. That room had it was it was a sold out event. Yeah, it was people from the stage to the door, and not one person fucking moved. And yeah. when I saw that you had control of that entire crowd, including the bartenders, I was like, oh my nigga, got it. Yeah. My man, he didn't figure it out. He he has cracked the Da Vinci code with this performance shit. Lit shows only. Yeah. Listen, y'all make sure that if y'all ever get the opportunity to see this man perform, y'all have to do it because it's definitely going to be the best 15, 20 minutes of music you'll ever witness in your life. With With you being on stage, like... What does that feel like? I mean, I know how it feels to be on stage and and to talk to people, mm-hmm. but you're actually putting on a show. Yeah. What does that feel like to be in front of a whole audience that's sold out from from the stage to the door and their eyes are fixated on you? Well, how does that feel? Um, it's an it's an adrenaline
1: rush for one. Um, actually, just it just it, it feels like it feels like when I used to hoop. You know what I'm saying? Like. There be a moment where I'm I'm hooping like nothing. I, it's almost like the crowd isn't there sometimes. Like it's just it's just a weird type of feeling. Like it's almost like my happy place. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm able to go there and like I forget about everything. It's just me and and the music. You know what I'm saying? I'm just up there just getting getting my most getting my feelings out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Soul Sessions was different because um you don't see a lot of rappers like me like in that type of space. You know, it's more spoken word, more R and B, more like uh, your conscious um, type of artist, which is cool, not not knocking that. Um, but to see like somebody like me bring my my type of vibe and my type of energy to that type of setting, um, I really I, I kind of wanted. To, I I felt like I had a point to prove. You know what I'm saying? Like okay, even though I make this kind of music, like I feel like this type of crowd would enjoy this. You know what I'm saying? Even though, like I said, it's a more... And you had
0: the band, right? Yeah. Make sure, that was, make sure they know that you had the band. I had... That was my
1: first time with the live band. I've always always wanted to do it with a band. Um, my bro, uh, Tony Famous, always performs with a band. And I always uh, I want to do that. I want to perform with a band. So, like, me at, being able to do that, like, it's just... It brings a whole different type of dynamic. Because with a band, you can pretty much build the music while you're on stage. Like, if you want, you know, one part to play. Like, if I just want guitars and drums, I can... i can You know what I'm saying? Tell the piano guy, hey, hey, cut it out real quick. Let them rock. Like it's just almost like you're creating while you're on the stage. You know what I'm saying? So like yeah. just being able to have that type of control, like I've never had before. Um, it was it was like I said, it was just a different type of feeling. It's it's the vibe I've been I've been looking for for a long time. So I look forward to doing like way more shows with with a live band because that's I mean that's eventually the 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 way I want to go with it anyway.
0: I I think. Um, there's a term. And if there's no such term for it, I'm a I'm a create one right now. In that moment, I think you became unplugged. I think you became unplugged. And and here's where I get that term from. If there's no such thing as it, I'll tell you where in my mind it derives from. MTV unplugged.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: i every like when I listened to that performance, it was Jay Z's unplugged. It was the Uptown unplugged in particular uh jodeci and mary j blige said not Mm -hmm. you know no disrespect to the rest of them father mc you know and christopher williams heavy d no the the owners of that though that particular episode was jodeci and mary j blige because they weren't established yet Mm -hmm. and i feel like you became unplugged when you went on ahead and crossed over and used the live band, mm-hmm. because I've been to the Soul Sessions. Shout out to uh, to Tony Famous and uh, Erica Terry, the host yes. of the Soul Sessions. If you all have been had an opportunity in the Chicago area to check them out, listen. Two things you want to make sure of: you buy a ticket early and you get there on time. Get there because on time. The Soul Sessions is definitely, definitely, definitely an experience. It, fuck a vibe. It's an experience, and so. To see you cross over with your music, I feel like I'm saying that a lot, crossing over. Because we don't, because cause hip-hop artists and black music don't cross over, they cross over to us, they That can. audience cross over to us. Yeah. So no, I'm going to stop saying that. For the fact that, the simple fact that you, you know, that you transitioned with yeah. the band and you performed at an event like that, it speaks volumes to the type of music that you put out. When I sat there in that audience and I listened to you, and I, I was telling Kim, like Kim, my nigga got it. You close like you didn't even close out the show, and it I felt, felt like, like it and I felt like after your set, old girl that performed after you, it was kind of like, all right, man, I'm about to get up out of here. Not saying she was bad. She no, we stayed for the whole thing. She yeah, was yeah. really good. Shout out to But it was like you. if y'all could have went on ahead and swapped. Because that performance was a closing performance. Yeah, it felt, it felt it, like that. It was a closing performance because the the energy in the room. It was like when you, I I felt bad for her in a sense because it's like, all right, how do you top this? And then you came out with Rich the Pit, who we'll talk about in a minute. But when you came, when you when she came on stage, it was kind of like, all right, man, what <laughs> you got? Yeah. But if you would have closed that shit out, it was gonna be one of those times where people walking out of there like, and it was raining like a motherfucker it, it that hard night. Hard as hell. It was the rain. whole day. It rained the rain. whole day, twenty four hours straight, and we didn't give a single fuck. Yeah. Feet was splashing and yep. floors squeaking and shit from the wet floors, but everybody was dead fucking silent for that set that you did. I feel like if we would have closed out with that that performance. He would have been walking out or would have been standing around trying to figure out, okay, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. We didn't have enough time to process it. Yeah. That was the problem I had. We didn't have enough time to process what we just saw. Yeah. Because everybody in there witnessed greatness. Yeah.
1: No, that's what I, I, I uh, I, I try to, and, that, and that's the whole, like, when I say the performance ele- element that I like uh, I feel like a lot of artists need to embrace more, like, um, I always try to, like, as soon as, the, as soon as my set is over, it's almost like there's just, ooh, like you almost got off a roller coaster. Like, ooh, shit, that was, that was a ride. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's the type of feeling like you want to, because like I said, again, um, a lot of times people don't know who you are, because you are up and coming artist and, 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 and like I said, you don't really have a name. So like, being on that stage, that's your one opportunity to show people like, hey, this is who I am. Even if they don't remember your name after they leave, they're going to they have some type of memory of you in some way, shape, or form. Like, I had two weeks later, I still got people walking up to me like, oh, you did Soul Sessions.
0: You know what I'm saying? but like, right yeah, when you coming back. Yeah. So. Well, what you got coming up.
1: Yeah. So, like, I mean, that's, that's like I said, when, you, when it comes to performing, like, you want to make sure you put an emphasis on it. Because, like I said, that's, that's, that's one of the ways you, you win people over in a lot of ways. Like, you can have the best music in the world. But if it can't transition over to the stage, I mean, how can you really sell tickets? You ain't going to be able to sell out shows. Um, so like I said, I always try to, you know, put an emphasis on like, you know, all right, I need to make sure my show my show is good, my set performance is good. Like, it's so important to me, so.
0: You have forged some relationships with some very important people. Let's talk about the different relationships that you've formed since probably 2015 because i know a lot of the people that you've worked with let's talk about some of those folks that you've worked with in the you know in the past people that you're working with now and people you want to work with in the future
1: um it's it's such a long list but uh of course shout out to tony famous um my brother um one of the the best friends i got just aside from music but this period um of course my evil twin richard pitt um shout out to rich he's out uh out in miami right now in the, in the coast to coast uh showcase yeah shout out to Trill. Yeah. I mean, shout
0: out to uh rich man good luck with all of that hopefully yeah. by the time you hear this you may have won and we are gonna have you on the show and we can talk about the victory and all of that but continue yeah. my
1: bad uh my homie ps greedy shout out greedy we got a show this week uh november 19th uh Martel db um my homie wade uh can can it's candace Um, it's really a lot of people, bro. Like, when I say, like, my network has grown so much, like, since I first started to, like, like, not even trying to brag. Like, if I I go to an event, you know what I'm saying, by myself, nine times out of ten, I'm going to see at least five, six people I know. You know what I'm saying? that's not, like I said, not to brag, but that's just goes to show you, like, you know, just just putting in work, and I've been around for so long. You know what I'm saying? Like, really trying to, like, grind and, like, you know what I'm saying, get this shit from the bottom. So, like, yeah, I've come across so many, like, talented individuals. Like, Chicago's just so deep and filled with talent in every aspect whether it be music photography
0: that was fun you, man
1: yeah so um like i said it's, it's so many people you know what i'm saying like i like i said I, i'm gonna probably forget the name everybody um but it, it's it's really been um inspiring to like come across you know artists that wanted just as bad as you and you know, uh, not only want to see you succeed, but you know what I'm saying? They, they, they're willing to do whatever they can to help you succeed. Um, my, my last last person I'm going to bring up is Marlon um, at Insomniac Studios. Shout out to Marlon, a.k.a. Beast by Solitaire. <clears throat> um, I'm not even going to be, like, slight of word. Like, he's literally one of the most important people I've met um, in my entire life. As far as, like, my career um what I'm doing, he really sat me down uh, three years ago and just 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 taught me the blueprint as far as like the business and how to be a, a actual brand and how to market myself and how to actually get my money from my music, whether it be radio spins, whether it be um nfts, whether it be uh, um um sync licensing, which is you know songs that are placed in movies and television like finding different ways to like actually you know what I'm saying, get the money back that you put into it. Um, so he, he's taught me so much. Like I said, I, if I ever become an executive or anything like that, it's because of everything he's taught me. Um, he's just got this type of genius type mind where he just, I don't know, man. He just gives you this blueprint. And, and it's funny because we kind of, we like I said, treat him like like a father. Because if we fuck up, we, we definitely feel like we let dad down. We always joke about that. But um, we really feel that way. You know what I'm saying? He really believes in us. Um, he's, like I said, he's giving us the game. Um, so if we mess up, it's on us. But Marlon is like a really, really, really big, um, part of like why I'm here today and how I'm able to do what I do right now. So,
0: so outside of the music influences, who are some people outside of music who, you know, been instrumental in your growth as an artist and as a person?
1: Um, I definitely had to say my mom, you know what I'm saying? Um,
0: Shout out to Mama Trio. Yeah, kid.
1: long live Mama Trio. Long live uh, Mama Trio. Just um, like a lot of the things she, she tell, my mom was very, very relentless, like when it came to how she approached business or whatever she was doing. Um, And I think that's where I get that, that willingness to like not give up. Like I, I hate like feeling like I lost. Like if I, if I do lose, I got to come back. You know what I'm saying? Like, just to have perseverance and, and how to overcome adversity. Like, I learned all that from my mom. You know what I'm saying? Like, she just never gave up, ever. Um, So I just, you know, going through what she went through, you know, with cancer. And and even, like, double back before that, you know, my mom was the only African-American in her, her class at Kansas University uh, in the physical therapy program. The only black person. So it was times where none of the white kids wanted to work with her. Um, It was times where professors would tell her she's, She's going to fail, and one professor actually, like, put her hands on my mom, like, pushed her and try to get my mom to react so she can kick her out of the program, but, like, despite all that, she finished topping her class, and she went on to accomplish, like, a whole bunch of things, so, like, with that type of, like, track record, like, it's, like, I, I can't really, I can't afford to fail, like, I can't, if I don't be great, it's, like, she did all that she did for nothing, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I have to be great at something, regardless, like, it's no, it's no, if, it's no, other side of the coin for me. Like, this is it. Like, I gotta be great at this.
0: You know, I, I, you know, we've known each other for a very, very long time. Yeah. Which means I've known your mother for, a very, a, time, <laughs> for a very, very yeah. very, long time. One thing I'll say about Mama Trio is that even in the twilight, and I, when I mean the twilight, I mean talking about the day before she passed away, yeah, it just seemed like she was still being mom. Class. Oh yeah, oh you know what yeah. I'm saying I went in just to go see her and just say hey, and you know she come out making sure that all my money and shit straight, mm-hmm. making sure that I take care of my mom, Mm-hmm. and that yeah, relentlessness. That's not that, that, yeah, that, yeah. That's that's. that's it's, it's I think cr- that's the word, the best... This, you know, outside of the fact that she was one of the most amazing people and, like, a second mom to me. But, yeah, the relentlessness. Yeah, she won.
1: wasn't no quitter, bro. She yeah,
0: The way she fought, you know, and just outside of her accolades, you know, that woman fought cancer.
1: Twice. Twice. Yeah. twice. And was still, you know, still running the business. Still, you know what I'm saying? Like that, And that's the thing, like, it was... I, I, you know, it, uh, as sad as the situation was, like I was able to to learn so much from it, cause like, like I said, bro, like she, she just, even when she was sick, bro, like you would never know, like she still was on top of everything, on
0: point,
1: ain't never here to complain, none of that, like she never, you know what I mean? So like, that's what, like things, things happen, right? Like no matter what, on your road to success, shit is gonna happen. Like that's what it is. Like you watch all these movies about artists, that, um, you know these uh biopics or whatever. They all go through shit, you know what I'm saying, like, and I and just recently I figured out, like the only people that make it are the ones that just don't give up, bro, are the ones that keep beating adversity over and over and over, bro like that's what you you if you can't deal with adversity you're not gonna make it. it is what it is. If you get down every time something bad happens and you just give up, you're never gonna make it, bro, you have to go through this in order to be great. Shit gotta go wrong, shit gotta fall over, and you gotta rebuild that shit. You know what I'm saying? 'Cause yeah. like Trust me, how, I know. Yeah, like how 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 they know you deserve it if you can't rebuild that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think like I said, that's the most important lesson um that I that I learned from her. Like she's she's my motivation, my inspiration. Um like I gotta be gotta be great. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't you can't just give up, you know what I'm saying? You can't just oh man, this shit this shit ain't working like I want to, man. I'm gonna just try something like, nah, nigga, figure that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like she did. So I mean, like I said, even in, in the last days, like she, I remember her fussing at Bernard. Like, ain't shit changed? Like, because i 'cause I'm, I'm, you know, on my way out, don't mean y'all stop doing what y'all do. You know what I mean? So that's that's the the mindset I have adopted. And I, I I've kept up since since then. So I just I, I can't quit. Like, just it's what, the, what it's what I want to do. So at the end of the day, like, I don't have no other options. You know what I mean? Like,
0: right.
1: you can't. So.
0: So before we close out this show. This but this particular episode I am going to give you a little bit of time to pop your shit because <laughs> listen let me tell you something. I hate the fact that we have skated over and when I say we, I mean that as 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 listeners in Chicago, listeners in fucking Gary, Indiana. Dubuque, Iowa, St. Louis, Missouri, anywhere you have an ear, you can listen to music. Mm -hmm. Why do you feel like people have slept on you so fucking long? Because this shit don't make no goddamn sense. (laughs) You got people out here that make awful fucking music and are fucking selling out. And we can't get artists that actually can rap. And not only do you rap, but you're a rapper. You're a songwriter. That I didn't even like. I knew you wrote, but I had never heard somebody perform something that you had written. Yeah. So for you to be ultra talented as you are, why do you feel like people sleep on you so fucking tough? Cause y'all piss me off with that <laughs> dumb shit out there. Y'all don't know what the fuck y'all missing. Just know that. Go ahead.
1: Um, it's an image thing, bro. Like it, it, it like I said, I've been around for a little bit. So like, I didn't, I didn't been around like some of these artists like that got names or whatever. Like. It's all smoke and mirrors, you know? And, like I said, it used to really fuck my head up. Like, why are they sleeping on me? What am I doing wrong? But, like, when I really started to learn, like, the business and get around these people, like, they ain't really getting it, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit all smoke and mirrors. Like, they can't sell out a show. They can't perform. Like, if they were ever put in a position to where, like, they were given an opportunity, they're going to blow that shit because they have no idea what to do with it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just... I don't know, bro. Like I said, I just, I just, I kind of like where I'm at, cause like I'm, I'm very like, um, well aware of who I am and, and what I'm capable of as an artist. But like, I, I just feel like it's coming. Like I, I feel like the right type of audience, and I'm gonna gravitate, or the right type of people to gravitate towards my music. Like the people that do be sleeping on me, I don't think that's necessarily the crowd I want to gravitate towards or, or want around me anyway, cause it's a very fickle and and wishy washy like. Industry, you know what I'm saying, with those type of artists, you know what I'm saying, like the artists you see around are the ones you see at the festivals and shit, like your Trippy Reds, like I always use Chance as a as a as a uh, a good example. We watched how Chance came up, and during it was during the drill, like right at the end of the drill stuff. We watched that organic following. Until you get that type of excuse me, that type of following, bro, like it, it ain't real to me. Like all that other stuff, I don't I don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like my time is coming. Um, it, it'll happen. Like I said, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, it used to bother me, but it, it doesn't anymore. So I feel like if I, if I would have, if I would have been successful or made it five, six years ago, I'd probably be back in the same position I am now. Cause I, I wasn't mentally tough enough or, or smart enough to even handle that type of success. You know what I'm saying? So like, again, like I said, I hate, I hate that, you know, I do feel like people sleep on me, but at the same time I do feel like my journey and my process is 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 mine, and it's it, it's gonna come. Like I, like you, you seen the show the other day. Like you seen what I have the ability to do. Um, so like it's just about you know getting in front of the right people and you know attracting the right type of audience. That's, that's it's only a matter of time. So,
0: so before we get out of here, I gotta ask you to do me a favor. Talk about the new project. Uh, with oh, you yes. and uh, Rich the Pit yeah Trail Prince. Talk about that project real quick.
1: Yeah so um, it's so funny Um, COVID was like a weird ass year Um, <laughs> so like we really couldn't do nothing. I, I was in a walking boot, tore my Achilles. Um, We really couldn't go nowhere except the studio. Um, So Rich being a studio rat like I am we just was up there all the time you know what I'm saying? Like Marlon pull out a, a bottle of basil you know what I'm saying? He get the playing beats, or you get the cooking up beats, and we just get to rapping, literally, and it turned into, like, just a really good time, bro, so for, like, weeks, that's all we did, it was, like, come to the studio, relax, joke around, laugh, rap, that's literally all we did, and it was probably the most fun um, and organic thing that's ever happened to me when it comes to, like, music, I, I literally, we had no intentions of making a project, it was just us in the studio just creating, and that's what it turned into, and I honestly feel like I don't want to go back to doing music no other way, because it's the most fun I've had in a long, long time, like, and then just to see the um, the type of love people have been showing us, like, it, I'm so, so blessed and grateful, like, a lot of people have been enjoying the project, just from top to bottom, um, and I think Rich and I were able to be ourselves on it, you know what I mean, like, of course, Rich is very, very lyrical. Me, I got more of a melodic kind of fun type of flow. Um, we just mesh well with each other. You know what I'm saying? Um, so if y'all haven't heard Trill Print, bro, go 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 get it. Go go check it out. If you you like to listen to stuff while you in the gym working out, this is the perfect project for it. Um, it's got a nice little balance of everything. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, definitely go check out Trill Print with my brother Rich the Pitt.
0: Appreciate that. <laughs> I definitely appreciate that. Yes. Hey, listen, Trill Print is one of those albums where you got basically two dogs going back and forth mm-hmm. in a friendly competition, and there's no winner. The only winner is you for listening L- to the family, project. Yeah, for real. So, where can these good people find you?
1: Uh, so y'all can follow me on Instagram at sunnytrill S-O-N-N-Y Trill. S O N N Y underscore T R I L L. Um, same with, uh, Twitter, um, TikTok is SonnyTrill1, cause somebody had SonnyTrill, or oh, I made one and forgot the password, I don't know, um, but that's S-O-N-N-Y underscore T-R-I-L-L one, um, cause they tell me I need TikTok now, so go on there, all my freestyle videos are up there, follow me on Instagram, all my freestyle vids are up there, all my links to all my music, uh, print album, um, all the videos, pretty much Anywhere you need to find me, or if you're just lazy, just Google me. Not trying to be arrogant, but you can Google me. Everything I, I've done will pop up. So um, stay in tune with me, tap in with me, follow me. Um, I always follow people back. Um, we got a show coming up at 35th Street Studios um, next Friday. Me, Greedy Fresh, Martell DB, um, J versus Jane, of course, my brother Rich the Pit. Um, I think that the uh, Eventbrite is sold out, but we may be doing door tickets. So just Stay tuned for that. But uh pull up if you can, man.
0: And what's the exact date on that?
1: November nineteenth. That's next Friday.
0: All right. Trill, I'm honored. I am grateful that you took the opportunity to, you know, spend fifty one minutes of your day. Appreciate talking you having your shit me. with me. You got to. Um Follow those. Hey, check out the podcast "Beers and White Toes." And Follow white us toes. on Instagram. They on Apple now. Them niggas official and shit. Hey, 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 calm down. Them niggas Cause on guess Apple what? Now. You know, listen, I'm gonna tell you something. It was a long time coming, <laughs> but I'm gonna just say this. We ain't even tapped in all the way yet. Nah. Believe me when I tell you. Nah, I know. Hey, we got Kim been telling me, hey, keep the shit under wraps. Don't say nothing because they she know how I get. Yeah, she. I, so I got that's Kim.
1: Why, in, that's why I like Kim, bro. Listen,
0: I got Kim in the back of my mind right that's now. And she's I not like even Kim. here. But listen. Shout out to Kim, man. Shout out to the host with the most, the one who does what she wants to do, Miss Kimberly with the Y. It's always weird doing these interviews and talking BWT shit without her but she's always here in spirit. So, but hey, check out the Beers and White Toes on Instagram. Follow us Beers and White Toes. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on Facebook, same thing, Beers and White Toes. And um, just hey, I can't give you the end of this. I can't give you the normal tagline because hey, you're going to like this shit and you're going to get something from this one. So for all of our listeners out there, once again, thank you to Sunny Trio. Absolutely, thank you all. Um, thank you all so much for listening to us. This is a special edition of the Beers and White Toes. This is BWT presents with Sunny Trio. Wherever you are in the world, thank you all so much for listening. Have a good day. Have a good night. Thank you all so much. We out. Gang shit. No, whole lot sorry. of whole lot of gang <laughs> whole shit. Lot of that. Gang 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 gang. gang,
1: gang. gang, gang, gang. <laughs>
0: Like we're fucking seven years old. Like we're
1: fucking children. Right.
0: Take it easy, y'all.